Hi everyone, welcome to Type Talks. Today we have INFPs versus INFJs. So Sean, would you like to say a few words about you? My name's Sean. I am like some 39-year-old dude that decided to put himself on YouTube like a year and a half ago. So uh, prior to that, I had like zero social media. And now it's like 150% of craziness. Um, and so, yeah, I have a channel, INFPHD. Uh, I don't really go into depth of, you know, like specific <laughs> cognitive functions and stuff that you guys are probably, the INFJs are better at than me. Um, but I do just kind of like to talk about my perspective and, pers you know, like have people kind of relate to it in a sense. But um, yeah, anyway, uh, you guys can go next now. Hello, everybody. I'm Susan Storm, and I have a website called psychologyjunkie.com. And um, I created it because I wanted a place to just put and organize, like organize all the information I've been learning as an MBTI practitioner and just um, you know, practical information people could use to make their relationships better or, you know, understand themselves better. Um, and it's been five years, I think, since I made that, since I started the site. And yeah. It's a great site, Susan. We love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. for your site, Susan. And it is wonderful. I wrote an article for Susan Storm's website that I'll link below too. Uh, and I just love her work. Like, yeah, go Susan. And so, Paul? Yeah, um, my name is Paul. And uh, Joyce said that if I did this video, she'd release my family. So I kind of <laughs> kind of have to be here. Uh, <clears throat> no, um, uh, I've been uh, been uh, friends with Joyce for, for a couple months. I actually hired her as my, uh, my typing consultant. And, um, you know, I've been studying typology for the, on my own for the past 10 years. Um, it really helps to not have friends. Get really like kind of, yeah. you know, allows, allows more time to study uh, Kiersey and Jung and Iris Briggs. I've been working on uh, Joyce's upcoming website, Dynamic Archetypes. So stuff to come, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my name is Joyce. I'm a certified MBTI practitioner. And Sean has a lovely YouTube channel. And Susan has a lovely website. And me and Paul have a lot of upcoming things on dynamic archetypes, and I hope you guys enjoy. And without further ado, let's get into the topic of the episode. And so INFP versus INFJ. What I've noticed is that a lot of INFPs and ISFPs sometimes mistype as INFJs, and it's a pretty common mistype. And so I thought maybe this episode would help clarify the traits and the differences and commonalities. And so, Sean, do you have any points of difference you see? Obviously, it is construed where INFP and INFJ are a common type that people mistype for. Um, and to me, it's very, like, uh, it's very easy to do so when the fact that, you know, when you just have one letter off on your, you know, I, your J and your P, um, but then all the cognitive functions are all different, obviously. Um, it becomes a point where it's like, well, like, I, why do you relate to these people? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like with me, how it's been for YouTube, I've had the most, like the most creator buddies, I guess I have is INFJs. Uh, and it's just, that's how it's been to where I'm like intrigued by you guys. Um, I, I'm confident I'm not an INFJ, but like, it's just, I, it's, there's so many similarities between us two to where we have, it's so different, but the same, because I, I think a lot of it's just, how we're, you know, we feel like we're misunderstood. Um, we have those high levels of empathy, uh, things like that, um, that we kind of share. 
Um, I know this is for differences, but um, I'm kind of like taking my own little path. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's it's just the whole us just not anyone that feels misunderstood um, in life, no matter what group you're in or part of whatever, is going to somehow form a bond in that kind of have the basis. So even though we're very much different and we navigate this world differently, there is a lot of high similarities that I see. And that's why I intrigue. And I, it is an important topic because people do. Um, it's, it's very hard because like we're, you know, you have the J for you guys. I'm sorry, this is all a mess. So you guys have the J for like the judging, but like you're actually, you know, perceiving leaders with your NI and things like that. So it's like when you start intertwining all that craziness, um, it provides the level of, you know, complication that if you're new to MBTI or whatever, um, it, it just creates that. So that's why I like to have uh, Joyce and Susan on here to help the majority of the world debunk that. Um, and I'm excited. I mean, I have my thing. I don't know, whatever it, is that good enough? <laughs> that, that is more than good uh, enough. Thank you, Sean. And so you talked about how the commonality is like, maybe they both feel misunderstood and they're empathic. And so I thought maybe we could break this down. I, I think that maybe these two types feel misunderstood in different ways. And so maybe you can, yeah. you guys can talk about how you feel misunderstood and then maybe Susan and I can chime in and how about ours and to see if there's a difference, similarity there. And so okay. I guess, with, with all of us, what is our experience with feeling like people don't understand us? You know, as an INFJ, a lot of times what makes me feel misunderstood is just my, um, I'm my even though we're not individualists in the same sense that INFPs are, we're not, it's not an, uh, as much an identity thing. It's more like our predictions or uh, the hunches that we get are often misunderstood by people. We kind of feel like we're we're seeing this like lower, <laughs> this background layer of reality rather than just what's on like the, the concrete layer, the, the surface layer. And when we try to talk about it, it's like in our head, it's really, really clear and vivid. But I think a lot of times with introverted functions, they're hard to verbalize in the way we want to. Um, so I think for INFPs, they have this really like these core convictions about yeah. who they are and this strong sense of like uh, these values that are unchangeable. Um, and, but after they had to like talk about it a whole lot, it might be like difficult for them to find all the yeah. right words to express it. And I think for INFJs, the intuition is that in our mind, it's really um, nuanced and, and <clears throat> powerful. But when we try to express like, we think this is the path that society is going down or this is what's really happening with this person even though they're showing this different um, layer to the outside world. It sometimes just comes across as really weird and then we stumble over our words, we get kind of rambly, we don't really, trying to get it out there can be really difficult. And I think that's an area where a lot of INFJs feel misunderstood and also um, not always having the same common interests as many other types we just come across in day-to-day -day life. Um, I think a lot of INFJs like talking about theor theoretical or abstract subjects, like the meaning of life or philosophy or you know why we're here or all those things you're not supposed to talk about, like religion and politics and stuff like that. And um, a lot of times when you're with people, they want to talk about um, more like day-to-day -day things, which is not bad. My 
daughter just came. <laughs> so, um, so I think that sometimes is also an area of misunderstanding where they feel like it's hard for them to find people to really communicate deeply with. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And, and so I related a lot to what you said, Susan, like with the area where I feel misunderstood or like not understood by people is like when I see a most likely outcome or like how things are headed or like the trajectory of things in the future. And I'm quite certain of it or like it just like, but it's so hard to put it into words. It's almost like translating a cloud into, into articulation, into concrete Ooh. things. And it takes yeah. like time to articulate. Yeah. And that's a difference I see between you and me, Paul, you make like these like, quick desperate connections between unrelated things very very seamlessly whereas for me and needlessly too <laughs> yeah well no it's it's always needed it's <laughs> you, you provide laughs for community and we we could always use more laughs oh, um, sweet. Mm -hmm. and, and so for me the area where i feel not understood is when i'm explaining a concept because it's an I, sometimes it's harder to make that connection for people because it's not an NI is not an extroverted function. So what happens is that with extroverted intuition, so for INFPs, maybe like when they make a connection, uh, other people can relate to it or see where it's coming from. Not not in terms of their emotion. The FI is is hard for others to understand. But when INFPs are making like an intuitive connection, people get it because it has some sort of relevance to an external pattern that other people maybe can track to. But like maybe with NI, it's known for like this difficulty of articulation. And it's from, okay, like my, my friends from Practical Typing, like this website that I like from, it's by two sensors. One has NI and one has NE. And they talked about watching a show together. And, and so they didn't like the show. So what happened was the ISTJ with, with, with fourth slot NE, he made a pun with that person's name in the show, Asta, but he called him Pasta. And then he's like, Asta, Pasta. And then like, cause it's an NE type of like wordplay. And so what happened was he was hanging out with an ISTP and he, and she has an I in the third slot. And, and then she tries to bring up that guy's name. And then he, he, he's, she's like, she couldn't bring up who that person was. And she's like, you know, Noodle Boy. And then he's like, who is Noodle Boy? <laughs> and a noodle boy is is at pasta pasta and but the ni stores it as something that other people won't get if you bring it up yeah in, in a, so now what what what's turned into a pasta concept like ne was able to make it so other people could get the connection like asta pasta rhymes yeah. you, you get that but with ni like it randomly saying noodle boy and then like someone's like what are you saying that's like the the difficulty of translation that NI has explained by an ISTP that I thought it was it was simplistic but it, it gets the point across and, and, and so cool. it is it is really cool yeah I read this article once um signs you're not an INFJ and one of the signs that they had was that INFJs they they feel pained that other people don't understand them so it's kind of like FFE wants to to find a common ground and to like get along or to and and like it's kind of like it, they don't want to be special INFJs just kind of like want that kind of yeah. understanding or, or it's kind of painful when they're not yeah. able to reach an understanding where like FI users they might be more okay with like embracing 
like being misunderstood. They might not like it, but it they might not like it, but they there's a maybe a sense of also like there's a specialness in not being like everyone else too. So in my opinion, yes, like we have a very we like to be misunderstood, like I believe. Like I like to be intrigued or mysterious to others. It's kind of like a game, I guess. But uh, so, but like for me, it's like it. I think we INFPs look for more validation from others uh, because we're not going to really budge to an extent. I mean, I feel I'm very open and I can vibe with everyone around me. Um, so I'm not stubborn and FI is this selfish little being that runs around and only cares about themselves. I feel I deeply care about others and I. It, it, I feel like I get commonly, you have a lot of FE in there, but just how INFPs are. And we do generally care, but it's in a different way, uh, you know, how we do it. But um, I just think, yeah, with our FI, we do know ourselves very well. And it just, it comes to that whole thing where we don't, I, like, I do not care about what other, it's kind of like to each their own. Like if that person's doing whatever they're doing, I can care less. I'm not going to try to force my stuff on them. I do not want, like my goal is I don't want anyone to like, try to be like anyone else. It's just, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I think that everyone should find their own path. And for me, I will, since I hold that so like sacredly to me, I will never impose that on someone else. Um, so me, I just try to encourage people really to live their own lives and just kind of, you know, better themselves and this and that. Um, and, uh, but again, it's just, we're very fiercely just like, we are kind of put <laughs> what we develop for ourselves with our little travels of any findings and whatever we concoct and throw in our little value bucket. Um, but it's just, uh, I don't know. What, what was the point? Like what? <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> you misunderstood. Uh, and whether or not well, you want to be. It's because we want to be like, I don't know. I, I think we're just stubborn in the fact where it's like, whatever, like no one, no one can understand us. Because we understand us more than anyone else is possibly ever going to understand yeah. us. Yeah. So the fact that we know so much about ourselves and the other people don't seem to get it, there's no way they can because they're not mind readers. They have no idea what our life has entailed. But like we take it that way to where it's like you just don't understand. Well, there's no way they can understand. So we got to kind of lighten up on that side and just. So I think that's the part of where we have that misunderstand connection because we're stubbornly holding on to the fact that no one really, under, well, you're not telling them about yourself. So what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. That it's, it's kind of ironic that when someone doesn't understand an INFP, they can think, Oh good. Then you understand that you'll never understand. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's like with, with, with the INFJs with that NI and the INFPs with the, the FI, those are, I think those are so easily going to be misunderstood because they're introverted functions. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of like, Sean, how you mentioned that uh, FI is not, it, it's not, it's not a function that's obsessed with self, which people tend to really, um, tend to really, I think, underappreciate FI. And I was repulsed by the idea of FI for so long because I thought I'm not selfish. But the truth is, <clears throat> I, I don't think that extroverted functions mean for others or introverted functions mean for the self, but an extroverted function is outside the self. And the introverted function is within the self. So when the INFJ is processing their intuitive insights, <clears throat> it's in their internal world, in their personal language. And with the FI, with their sense of values, it's again in that internal world. It's their own sense of structure. So there's much more effort to try and bring that forth, to almost transpose it or translate it into an extroverted language because it is – it is so personal. It's something that no one else can see, you know? So yeah. when, 
but I think the INFP sort of enjoys that because being misunderstood feels authentic because I think they, we, we see our, our inner complexity of values. Um, and it's, you know, FY is quite so poetic. It's like, you're like doing some Shakespeare <laughs> poetic talk, man. Go ahead. Keep on going. I'm a poet and I didn't even know I was <laughs> one. It's just, <laughs> yeah. um, no. I mean, um, yeah, I've just kind of said this for the past 10 years and I thought now's a perfect moment to just give it all. Uh, no, like FI is, it's, it's just, it's value-based like FE, but it's not for the self. It's within the self. So it's just removed. And I think that's where, that's where I always felt so misunderstood um, <clears throat> that my values are so deep and it's not, it's not simply a matter of, uh, I like this, I like that. Like, I don't care what kind of cookie, you know, I'm going to get at a store because it's not something that actually matters. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of things that, that, that I think don't have to matter, but, but the FI is it just, it's so focused on sort of what is good or bad. And it can be more sophisticated to the point of what is right and wrong. So <clears throat> why I felt misunderstood growing up my whole life as an INFP is feeling that I had these really deep convictions, very deep things, and no one else understood. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I, I think I developed a lot of TE to be able to explain it to others because I have a, I have a TE Dom father. And when I'd say, this is right, this is wrong, he'd say, why? And I just kind of freeze. <laughs> I didn't know how to explain it, how to take that from the introverted world outside. But, you know, <clears throat> um, that it's it's personal. And even if with those introverted functions, if we're so certain of what our insights are, what our values are um, for the NI and FI respectively, it's just still, because no one else can see it, it, it can feel very alienating. And I think that, I don't know, I, I've never wanted, I've never really related to that FI need of wanting everyone to, or wanting to be part of a group, wanting to get along, wanting to vibe with everyone. Um, <clears throat> it's more that I have a sense of what's right and wrong. And I think we should all get on board because this matters, you know, not because it'll make us happy, but this matters. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't hold my strong values like I'm a vegan, but doesn't mean I don't love meat. Um, it's just, I've decided that doesn't matter as much. Um, and I'm not saying all INFPs are vegans, but to be honest, most vegans are probably INFP. Uh, Cause we're- I eat a ton of meat, um, so I don't know. Is that what vegan means? I mean, <clears throat> no, I mean, you know, everyone has their journey, Sean. I know, oh, no, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. I am not yeah, a vegan. Yeah. No, but no, it's not to say that they're not majority. I mean, I care about animals. I want. I like. I like to name animals and stuff, and I don't yeah, like. Yeah. I'm not a killing animal person, but I still eat them. I, yeah. It, it, it's interesting. So, FI is very individualistic. All all introverted functions are individualistic, but what this causes is that each FI user is different. So yeah. the course of values for each FI user is different. Yeah. Like like Sean is a meat eater, Paul is a vegan, but they come from different FI places. And it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that like, if you're not vegan, you're not FI or, or like, it, like, but I do, okay, I do notice there are a few people who've come through my typing service. If, if you were to calculate a trend <laughs> of vegans, yeah. when someone tells me they're vegan, I don't type them as FI. It just happens that at the end of <laughs> 
we arrive at a phi. And and it's so it's a safe guess, right? It's safe, like it's there's there's a slight trend, but some FI users are are not into that. But it's because each mm. FI user is so different from each other. It's because it's yeah. the root of functions are so individualistic. You cannot expect them to be uniform. But there are like trends. And, and, and so blinding to the user as well that the the person who's so focused on their NI or their FI is they see it so clearly in their internal world. And then they look around and go, why does no one else see this? Right? Yeah. It, it's just because it's so personal. Um, yeah, every, I mean, like there's probably more idiosyncrasy for the introverted functions, the extroverted functions. Cause like you're mentioning with uh, NE, and that was actually a good example of any right there, that, that tangent. Um, but it's connecting ideas that others can already see that, that exist outside of the self. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, when, this is when it's introverted, it is so, um, it, it's so invisible and it kind of, it, it's working on inside and then eventually will pop and be like, Oh, what the hell is going on here? Oh, no, that's, that's different than how I saw it inside my mind, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, so now it's very easy to get trapped in that world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just stare into the stars. INFPs just cry about it. Oh. <laughs> the the real world can be really jarring. I think for yeah. introverts in general, it's like if you're in your head about something for a long time, it feels <laughs> like someone splashed cold water on you. <laughs> when yeah. you have to like get out of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They call like all introverted functions memory. And I know like SI is known as memory, like, but okay, memory in the concrete sense. But if you think about it, it, it kind of makes sense too. So I, I, this might be a side tangent from the conversation, but I still think it's interesting. Cool. Get your any <laughs> yeah. on, girl. These are how we flow, Joyce. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah. So SI is known for reflecting back on its personal experiences through its memories. Yeah. And so it's most typically associated with memory. <laughs> But you could make an argument that all the introverted functions are somewhat associated with memory because it's a like introverted functions deal with post-processing. And this is like inside their own mental realm. To me, that kind of overlaps with the concept of memory. And so if you think about it, yeah. so like with with FI, it's it's memory in the sense is that it's mem remembering what matters to you or like what yeah. what your convictions are. It's like remembering yeah. your 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 position or your opinion on things apart from the group. So that's a type of like FI memory, but you know, it's kind of vague. And then you have TI, TI remembers the accumulation of truths. So it's like listening and it's trying to come up with an ultimate like logical chain of truth. Yeah. But to do that, you have to have some sort of memory for the past truths too, right? And so TI yeah. has some sort of association with memory because it's like, how, how do these logical things match up? To do that, you have to have some sort of tied to your memory, but it's with different things. And with NI, it's like this long-term projection in, into something. And to do that, to project into the long-term, don't you by association have to store something to then project yeah. into the long-term? And so that holistic NI quality, there there is a slight tie to memory too, because memory deals with inside mm -hmm. the mind. And while extroverted functions are with the world externally and they deal yeah. externally. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that you know that's something I love about um, INFPs and any NE user is that another thing like you were saying is there's a memory association with, with all those introverted functions. There's a present tense 
association with extroverted functions. So when you have INFPs or any NP type, they have those, they make those random connections that we talked about so quickly in the present moment. They just feed off those connections. And that's one reason I know for sure that I'm not an NP because I look at that and I just marvel because it seems so incredible to me that they can think so quickly and find these connections and that are humorous or interesting. Whereas I could not do that because my NI is all internal. It's something I've had to, it, putting it out there would be really hard and finding those present tense commu like connections is really difficult. Whereas like FE as like a, a present tense function is more, I can yeah. give back the emotional uh, feedback that I think people need in the moment. Like I can tell this person's feeling embarrassed. So I'm going to say this or that, make them feel not embarrassed or you know, really like constantly assessing that present tense emotional atmosphere and trying to keep it at like a equilibrium of harmony. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that it's not something INFPs value because I think most INFPs want harmony to a certain extent as well. But um, that's one thing I, I think has helped me is to associate, to realize that there's a present tense nature to all those extroverted functions and NPs are just so good at the the humor the the creative connections just mm -hmm. finding those and one mm -hmm. like giving birth to another just constantly in the present but it becomes, moment like, it becomes like a, a, a hassle for us too it's a struggle because i love any it's like my favorite function i would say um i just love it how it works and it just it is but like it can get overwhelming because like like i said when i make my videos like I have like millions of ideas yeah. that pop in my head as I'm editing. And it's like, for me, it takes time. So like, I'm like going along and I'm like, oh, you do this. I'm like, <laughs> so I got to add like 50 things in my video. And it's like four days later when I just wanted to do a five minute video. So like, it, it's, it's cool. Cause you get like full access to tons of stuff. Um, but it can get overwhelming. And also why we also commonly give up on like, like things, because it's mm. like, we're like, Oh, I want to do all these things right now. And then we're just like, get overwhelmed and just go sit on the couch for four days. Um, that makes sense. But, and I don't want uh, FE, I, that voodoo you guys do. I have no idea what goes on with that. But, <laughs> uh, but no, so I, I, I feel like we're good at FE, but I think it's more in the construct of, we want harmony as well, but we're not going to so much, we're going to do it more for our own harmony. <laughs> if everyone yeah. else is happy and inject our little any humor and all this crazy nonsense then they in turn all smiley and happy and then we become happy and then the harmony is instilled back on us which was our ultimate the selfish goal but we but we do care we do care about the group but like i don't know i just right. look at it I, I, I want myself to be happy so yeah i think it okay can go sorry the other way. no that's awesome it can go the other way too i think is um you know, it, it's sort of like that, sort of like how a lot of comedians, um, the the people that we admire is really clever, very witty, very humorous, uh, keep bringing a lot of levity. They're actually really depressed. They're really anxious. They've got a lot of closet mental health, health issues. And it's, an, it's unfortunate that, you know, mental illness and suicide is actually very high in comedians. Wow, I'm a downer. I am sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I'm... <laughs> I mean, this, like, there is this recognition of, and if with FI, the recognition of one's own emotional state, and it can be, you know, create a get atmosphere so it doesn't stress you out. I, I think it can go the other way too, whereas you see 
someone in distress and despair. You you find those experiences, that, that emotional memory uh, within, within your own mind. You recall the experience, you live it vividly, and you think, I don't want anyone else to have to go through that. So you get to someone else. Like, <clears throat> I, 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 I kind of had an issue. Um, I'm an identical twin. Uh, he's not, not an INFP. I think he might be ESTP. But there, there's always this need I had growing up that I never got quite fulfilled, which is recognition of individuality. Of mm. who am I? What what like what do I have to offer? Why did God put me here? What's what's that purpose? And um, <clears throat> when that and I've noticed that you know every day uh, whether it's working as a personal trainer or whether it's just passing someone in a in a store, I try to say something nice. I try to show someone that I recognize them, that I see their value, I see their beauty in a way, so they can sort of. They can leave feeling that which I wish I'd felt more. You know, it's it's still it's it's that connection, but um, FI doesn't have that same breadth and the same ability for reactivity that FE will. FE is almost like a radar. Um, <laughs> and I think uh, Joyce told me that FI is more like a tuning fork. Like it resonates deeply, but it's it's kind of still. You know, um, the FI almost goes deeper. Like, what is this feeling? Uh, let me understand this. Let me unpack this further and then make those connections with other people. Whereas Effie just sort of feels those emotions and knows what I'm going to give back. It's it's really amazing how it can just sort of like whip back around and make better and create that sense of harmony. Like INFPs can do that, but it takes it takes more work because we don't have that Effie. We have to go through our FI and then our TE, what will actually make this impact that we're looking to make. It's like it's less direct. I love that you, Paul, do that. You you realize that you didn't feel recognized. Mm -hmm. You struggled to feel that. And so in turn, you make an effort in all your relationships <clears throat> or even just passing by through the day to make people feel recognized. And that's such a wonderful thing to give to the world. I also related what Sean said about extroverted intuition. Yeah. Uh, it being tiring. And I think what Joyce, yeah. like, FE has the same, when you're an introvert, I think your auxiliary extroverted function will always be exhausting. Like for me, it's the, the giving that emotional feedback and being tuned into those wavelengths is exhausting a lot. And uh, you find sometimes find yourself like sabotaging yourself <laughs> because you're so like trying to make everyone feel good. And I think it's maybe the dark side of extroverted feeling is you're trying to keep everyone on this happy wavelength and it can sometimes lead to this kind of codependent like you're trampling over your own values because in the moment you're thinking oh everyone we need people to feel good and so you maybe you'll agree to i don't know doing some activity you have no interest in doing or agreeing to do projects you didn't want to do um and so i relate to that being tapped into the extroverted feeling also being exhausting in a similar way to like what sean was saying about extroverted intuition it's different obviously it's not the same uh, exact uh, experience but but i do think i do think introverts just we when we have to use that auxiliary function it's fun for a little while and then after a little while it's like now i need to do, disappear and not see anyone like you said not see anyone for five days yeah i completely agree with what you had to say and so fe my friend nat has a good way of putting it she calls it like self-fracturing because you're kind of going with group consensus or going with like 
crowdsourced emotions around you, you you can kind of feel like you're betraying yourself at times because you can't help but want to like please or like try to smooth over the emotions around you and to to make sure you don't disturb the 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 group uh, emotional atmosphere that you end up going along with things that might like slowly chip away at you as a person. Yeah, and I think that can apply to to just the introverted and extroverted functions generally. You know, this this um, kind of myth that introverts uh, gain energy alone and introverts gain energy with with others or in a stimulated environment. I mean, <clears throat> if you look at the the physiology research, it's a little more complicated. But um, even just going back to sort of to Jung's conception of introversion, extroversion. It's it's inclined, introvert means inclined inwards and extrovert means inclined outward. So, you know, as I think of it like, like a river, um, <clears throat> if you are using your preferred function, you're going downstream with it. It's kind of carrying you because that's where your tension naturally goes. So for us introverts, if our, if our psychic energy in a way, like our, our, our attention, our focus is going inwards, then that's with the current, that's the preferred means of direction. And um, <clears throat> when we have to sort of, we have to force ourselves into that other attitude, it's like going against the current. So it takes a lot mm -hmm. more effort, you know, try to use our, and that's why I think F, one of the reasons FB and any can be so exhausting. It's yeah, yeah, I can do this. I can interact in the external world, but then I just want to go back into that introverted world. And you're you're putting that energy, you're going against the grain, you're going against the current, against your natural direction of attention. And then you get relieved when you can just go back to your preferred attitude, which for us would be the introverted attitude. I love that so much. I'm stealing that. How can, can I use that to explain to people sometimes when I'm trying to explain the difference? Cause that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was really well said, Paul. And you, you'll get more of that in Paul's articles on dynamic archetypes too. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, nice. that's, why, that's why, you know, a lot of models, they tell you to grow your auxiliary function. It's because it's that function that's like going upstream. When your natural orientation is going downstream, like your first and your third function have the same orientation. So there's less of a friction for when you try to use them. But with your second yeah. function, you do use it, but it's like going uphill sometimes too. And it can be a little bit exhausting because it's outside of your normal orientation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. And so uh, my question for you guys is empathy. So I'm sure that both oh. our types experience empathy, but in different ways. So I'm wondering if we could all talk about our experience with empathy and compare and contrast. <laughs> Any takers? I, I have so much I can say, but I also don't want to <laughs> overpower. So I'm going to just right now. Oh, but we all want to hear what you have to say. It's okay. Yeah. Shouldn't have started that way. Um, so, um, you know, I love etymology and I should have realized that I had SI somewhere in my stack. Just I thought I was an INFJ. I got all my functions wrong. It's kind of pathetic. Um, but I, I, looking looking at the words and actually <clears throat> pars like parsing out empathy, I, I've actually done like research on empathy in my undergrad because, um, you know, nerd. Um, the, the concepts of empathy and sympathy get abused all the time and get misunderstood all the time. <clears throat> um, we tend to think of empathy as genuine emotional connection and sympathy as as uh, 
more like pity or socially acceptable representations of concern without a genuine concern behind it, right? Oh, poor you. Oh, I feel you. Here's a card from Hallmark. But when you really break down the down the words, it gives you more information. So um, sympathy is kind of an older word, I believe, um, which sim means along what together with and uh, and pathy, pathos, emotion. So it means literally to feel with. Whereas empathy comes from the German Einfühlung, which means to feel into. This is actually used by a philosopher. His name's escaping me. Ah, come on, SI, work harder. Um, no, I don't have it. Um, but <clears throat> he, he actually used it at first to describe emotional experiences while looking into, a, into works of art. And then he connected that idea to to also connect with other with other emotional creatures, including you know our own our own species. Um, <clears throat> so the way the way I've seen it is, F E is sympathy, F I is empathy, F E is resonating directly with the emotion of another. Um, <clears throat> that person's crying. Oh my God, tears. Me too. Um, you know, it's there's that that relationship or that feel the direct uh, sharing of an emotion whereas with fi it's feeling into it takes a little more time but it's kind of simulating internally that experience of being in another person's situation and then um unpacking those emotions and being able to connect with connect in that way so it's like so empathy is almost more projection into the other person whereas fe is actually feeling in the moment with the other person those are just those are just the the thoughts I had, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I've seen the majority though the INFJs are actually more empathetic than INFPs. That's generally the consensus mm -hmm. I've seen. But I mean, we both handle it very well. Like our two types are very good with empathy, um, but it's just done in a different way. So again, with me talking about the voodoo of FE, um, that <laughs> like I don't understand like how you guys absorb something. What so like with us, like. So we're just understanding that both types are good at empathy. It's like with us, we have to use our FI to basically, I do feel like I could put myself in that person's shoes and completely relate, but it's like based on our experiences. You yeah. guys aren't doing that with, again, whatever trickery you guys are doing, like you're not actually tapping in necessarily, like as much as we are anyway, I'm not saying you can't, but it's like we tap into a past emotion. Like, okay, like I had yeah. a relative die and I know how I felt. And then you can literally just rip their shoes off and jump in them yourself. Um, and we have that really in touch where we can help. But like with you guys, that's what I'm saying. It's not so much you're really looking internal. You're just doing that weird absorbing thing that you're doing and whatever. Uh, good for you guys. Voodoo, I believe it's the proper Jungian vernacular. Voodoo. Yeah. Right? Go down to history, yeah. man. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. I would say in different circumstances, FE and FI can be more empathic and not. And, and so like with FI... It, it, it can be em empathic in the sense that when it's looking at you, it can imagine a time where it's felt that emotion or it's been somewhere that it's felt that. They're kind of looking inside themselves for emotion that was similar to what you're going through and then referencing that and then relating through that. <clears throat> FE feels empathy too, but it's more of a coming, they're looking at you in your shoes. So it's not referring mm. back to you. Like for me, what it feels like is I want to truly understand like, like how you're experiencing it apart from my own experience. So FE yeah. is more of a reflexive, like, you know, what Paul and Sean were mentioning, it's like FE voodoo. Both types experience empathy and they can, 
but the FE user is fundamentally more focused on how that person is experiencing that as their that person. And FI user is like, how would I experience that as that person? And then feeling that empathy. And it comes from different places. I think everyone gave great explanations. I think for me, um, and I think it's important to note that even though like FJs value FE and FPs value FI, there's a certain amount of both that we all use. So yeah. I think there's gonna be times when probably we'll use FI, even though we're FJs and you guys will use FE. But um, yeah, I think what Joyce said made a lot of sense um, where it's almost like, I try to think of a good example. One would be like, if I'm watching a movie, this is probably not a good example, but I'll just use it anyway. I'm no longer sitting in my house watching a movie. I'm, I feel like I am that person. So if that person, I mean, not literally, okay. I'm not, I don't have delusions of that, but I mean, if that person is hurting, it's like, I feel it. If that person's scared, I I'm worrying about all that. It's like, I've come, I feel like I've completely put myself in the character's experience in real time. Like, um, and I'm not thinking about, so it's, it's interesting. Cause even like, I have a hard time, even like if a bad person in a movie, like a really horrible person, something bad happens and they get hurt or they're dying. It's like, even though they're this terrible person, they've done all these terrible things. If they express like anguish or sadness, it's like, I pick oh. it up. And I'm like, oh, it's so like, it's, and people are like, why are you sad that this bad person? Um, and it's not even like a lot of people have sympathy for like the funny, cute, bad people like Loki or something, but it's like really bad people. It's like, but in real time, it's like our FE overrides the history of everything they've done. And you're just picking up on the emotion of what they're experiencing or the loss they're experiencing. Um, so FE for me comes across as a lot of times just like not even thinking about it, but just instantly imagining, not even realizing you're imagining. It's just like instantly you're there you just are like, this is how it must feel to be this person. And what I have this bad habit of like, with my husband even like, you're probably thinking this. And I'll like, I'll narrate his thoughts for him, which is terrible because sometimes I'm, a lot of times I'm wrong. I'm like, but I'm not, I'll just like my way of, of like living through life is I'll be doing something and, and I'll do something stupid or make a mistake. And I'll be like, you're probably thinking da 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 da. She's so like, and I, it becomes a self, deprecatory kind of like conversation I'm having with myself, but it's really, I'm explaining his thoughts and my thoughts because like if I'm with someone, I'm constantly like, it's like, I don't feel like I'm one person. I feel like I'm like stretched across all the people I'm with and always like kind of imagining their feelings and reactions to things without even trying. Yeah, I really relate to that. So like with an example with me and my INFP friend. So one time I had this guy create a tier system of compatibility among the types. For this tier system, they, they said that the INFJ-ENFP relationship was boring. And I was like, oh. interesting. And so my first impulse off of hearing the tier system was to go to my ENFP friend and go like, do you see our relationship this way? Like, how do you feel about this? Because like my understanding of emotions comes from asking other people how they're feeling so then I can understand that more. And then I told my INFP friend, um, is this FI, like me asking my ENFP friend if she thinks I'm boring or like if, if our relationship is boring to her? And he, and he was like, my INFP friend was like, no. Like my INFP friend was like, for me, I would have just looked at my own type of view and how I viewed this, the tier system and not 
defer to all these people and, and like ask for their feelings about it. That's weird. So that was the difference between my INFP friend and me. And so another thing uh, interesting that Susan brought up was I realized that the difference between FE empathy is that FE empathy is more in real time. So it's like interacting with that real time person or thing. Whereas FI empathy is more memory based actually. So it's yeah. like back to the inside of your insides and you're relating the insides back to that moment. So that's the difference. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing, Susan, like to going back to the movies, like I watch movies all the time uh, and it's to pull out emotions from me. So like yeah. when I'm doing it, I don't like I'll watch whatever. And it's like, I'll watch the notebook or whatever by myself as a dude. Um, <laughs> but like, but I watch that because like there's moments in there that will like, that's what it does. It pulls it out of me where I start crying or I just, I get a very emotional purge. Um, and that's what I require. Yeah. So it's not, that's why I don't, I am watching it, but I'm literally just trying to excite my internal side to pull it out. And that's why I like just crying at movies and stuff. Uh, I don't know, whatever, but. It's not preferred as a guy out in society, but like, like whatever, that's what I do. I, but I think it's such a healthy thing to do. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, sometimes, it's sometimes I'll pick a show I know will make me cry just so I can cry that day. For some reason, it's always The Flash, which doesn't seem like a show that would bring tears, but every every freaking episode, it could be like something so significant. This one. Um, yeah, sometimes you need, you need to experience that. There's like, like that active process of, Engage, I'm choosing the emotion of engaging the emotion. Yeah. But to fight against the thing with INFPs, we're not crybabies walking around in public. No. Nope. So, so everyone's clear. That is not what INFPs do. Uh, we have so much I rarely pain ever know. cry. Yeah, I rarely ever cry in public. I will yeah. if I'm comfortable with a person, but it's very rare that I will cry in public. But For at sure. home, yeah, I'm a little baby. Yeah, definitely. And so Paul brings up an interesting point. Like con consciously, like FI consciously brings out emotions. So I think with Effie, it's less conscious conscious yeah. with how it accesses his emotions. It's like it just happens for Effie. And but like with FI, it seems like you you guys can like take an emotion or like you you deliberately choose to engage in your emotions sometimes. Or like that yeah. there's this you're able to know when like you have this awareness of your emotions, what is yeah. what I'm saying. Whereas I think FE, it just kind of feels like you're you're taking it in and you're not noticing until it has after effects and you're like oh yeah <laughs> what are your thoughts everyone yeah i think that awareness that fi gives for an in and one's own personal like uh in one's relationship to their emotions um <clears throat> also is what permits the building of control over those emotions so mm -hmm. where the <clears throat> You know, if, if the INFP or ISFP knows their emotions so well, they can sort of see, oh, this emotion's coming up. Nope, back down. I'm going to bring this out instead. Yeah. Um, to the point where um, I've been called cold quite often. Um, and I, I, I was kind of shocked by that. Eventually, I believed it. But um, I realized it's just, it's deciding, well, this person right now, in order to grow, they don't need me to give them sympathy and consolation. They actually need me to be a little more aggressive and to challenge them. So that's what I'll bring out. Um, whereas I think that the FE, because it's it's in real time, it it is more reactive. Maybe I should stop speaking for the FE so if I don't have FE. Maybe. <laughs> no, but I think, I think you're on point in what you were just explaining too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. FE, it's 
less like using your personal autonomy with your emotions like fi does to like the ones that you you're dealing with inside fe mm -hmm. it just happens it feels like every, yeah. like the emotions are after effects pinging onto you and you have to deal with all of the messaging you're getting and you have to work with it the best way that you can um and what that causes in me is that like when when people are, are uncomfortable uh, i can't be okay like there's unrest in me when people aren't comfortable yeah around me there's unrest right. in me and it might be a feeler thing but i think like with fe i'm just so in tune with my environmental <clears throat> emotional reactions yeah. that if there's tension there i literally there's unrest in me and, yeah it's, it's a feeler thing i think but i think with fe it's more like bombardment of others feelings and fi it's it's rather like you use this example of the um from one of the uh personality junkie articles in one of your earlier videos that the dormant volcano right it's like it's kind of it's just kind of building up like that's how fi feels it's like it's growing it's growing it's intensifying but it's it's within eventually it might burst but yeah F, i mean fe is probably much more um <clears throat> like it's hard it's harder to to try to maintain composure because oh there's an emotion here oh there's another emotion here another emotion here um it's kind of like if i can be really nerdy it's kind of like when uh Charles Xavier in the X-Men films was struggling with his his telepathy and it was overwhelming him and causing him all that pain because he felt everyone's pain around him. Right. I wonder if it's kind of like your 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 NE. So like you know, with your NE, you talk about ideas. You're so overwhelmed by ideas that sometimes you never yeah. do anything with them because it's like yeah. too many ideas. And I wonder yeah. with if, 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 if with extroverted feeling, maybe yeah. they they're kind of so aware of the emotional pingback around them that it can cause this type of fragmentation within themselves because mm -hmm. they're like, of course, everyone knows like their own feelings, right? But the FE user can be distracted from themselves because of other people's feelings in the same way yeah. NE gets distracted from a one, one, one vision because they see so many ideas. Yeah. 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 yeah my sense of conviction about values, um, or my feelings. One thing that I noticed about well, the, about FI users is they have a lot of conviction about their feelings and what their feelings are telling them. Whereas FE users don't, they might, like I might feel it in the moment. And then as I express it and I'm talking to someone about it, it changes completely. Um, and I think everyone can do that to a certain extent, but we're not as certain, I think of our feelings and what they mean and whether they make sense. And so we tend to crowdsource we're like, right. oh, I'm feeling all this stuff. What do you think? Am I, is that right? Does that make sense? Like, is that, you know, and we, we want like some outer world because it's extroverted, some objective like mm -hmm. verification that our feelings make sense. And yes. we don't really trust ourselves very well until we get that. It, it, otherwise yeah. it's just like mm -hmm. this cloud of like feelings in our brain that we don't understand. And we have to like, write it down say it which is why fjs i've no they tend to vent a lot more than fps yeah. do because fps are like yeah. i've had these feelings i'm gonna go away like go to my room close the door and i'm gonna process this on my own and fe cannot do that as well it's like i've got all these mm -hmm. feelings please someone listen to me like unload all these feelings and then tell me if i'm being crazy you know um yeah. And that's a big difference that I see with FJs and FPs yeah. in general. And mm -hmm. so sometimes when we're like, it's sometimes for me, it took a while to, to deal with it because it felt to me like weakness. Like I'm so weak that I have mm -hmm. to talk about my feelings 
because I grew up in a family. My parents are both on the TEFI or FITE spectrum. So I thought the fact that I couldn't deal with them alone was like a sign of weakness. Like I was just being a big baby that I had to like vent about my feelings about things and, and like find someone to like be a sounding board for me. But that is something that I've learned and seen over and over again is that FE just, it has to be extroverted in some way, whether it's writing it down and reading it back to yourself or talking to somebody. Otherwise you can't sort them out. FI is so good at like fine tuning and getting into the nuance of that feeling and emotion and like really digging deep and understanding it and processing its connections to other like past emotions and history of that emotion. Whereas FE is like, here's this big jumble of feelings and TI yeah. is not great at sorting that out. So it's just like, can I just like dump all these feelings on you, please? And then can right. you tell me, am I like being a weirdo? Am I being crazy? That's how I, I say that a lot when I'm like venting. I'm like, I don't know if I'm just being crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm just being weird. Like, is it wrong that I feel this way? I don't know. And some yeah. people can take advantage of that too. Like if they know right. you're that way, you can be like, I'm angry at you for such and such thing. And then if they know you're like that, they can manipulate the situation too and kind of try to turn you, gaslight you or turn that against you in some way. Yeah, I've never related so much to something, Susan. Yeah, <laughs> FE needing a sounding board. It's like, it's like it, hey, is this emotion okay? Or is the like, a, like it, it's like simple stuff that you like, an FI user might be able to sort out on their own. I'm, unless they're like type nine. Sometimes like, I notice some type nine FI users have a harder time accessing that FI. But like on, on a general whole, like FI users can sort out emotions internally, whereas FE user that almost feels like excruciating, I kind of need to talk it out with someone and sort it out with someone or else I can't believe it. <laughs> I can I can sort it out all I want internally. I just won't believe anything I, I say inside my own internal dialogue. Susan's right on with our FI because that's how I've always been. Like I have to go do it on my own. Like I just, I, it's, but when I find someone like every, I don't know, six months, year, like if I find someone, just a random person that I find that I trust, like, or whatever, like that yeah. person's going to get a dump of <laughs> like all kinds <laughs> yeah. of venting. Um, but like, yes, generally, you know, 99.3% of the time, like I do am a person who has to just do it on my own. And that's where, you know, when you have someone that's kind of trying to get an insight of what's going on in your head, it's like, no, I got to do this on my own. It's like FI kind of is ready to do something when it's ready to do it. And it has to kind of process fully. Um, and I think a lot of INFPs when they're younger, they're, they're heavily misunderstood or they don't understand what to really do. Um, but like, I yeah. think it's a timing thing to where it's like, you just got to go through the processing like things on your own and then eventually you'll come out. Um, but it's really like, that's how I always look. I've never been to a therapist, I'm not saying psychologists and all that stuff aren't valuable. But like for me, I don't ever see myself going to therapy. I'm messed up. I got all kinds of issues, but like when it comes to like someone else telling me like how I'm feeling, like it, I, I could do that on my own. Like I, I'm very good at it. Um, but like, yeah, I just. I, I vent, but it's like it's one person that's least expecting it, and then I just I'll unload everything. Um, because like for us, sorry, I just I get I'm almost done. Um, so like uh, with like F, uh, I think I'm almost done. Um, so like, but we'll with FI and, and and going into like the world of society, like we're very like I think we're very protective. I mean, we're like you know said to be compassionate people, like whatever, but. Like we have huge walls up because if a society or anybody, like we're all fearing of conflict. We don't, we like harmony, all INFJs, INFPs. 
Um, but yeah. like for us, if you really step on that FI and values, like we're crushed. I mean, we're devastated. The smallest yeah. little thing, it can crush yeah. us. So like we walk around and just have these massive walls up and like, I think yeah. that we're very pride. I know I am. I'm very prideful of the fact that I know I can get inside somebody else, but they can't get inside me. <laughs> so yeah. it's a thing that I don't, I don't share that with people. I don't tell them like, I, I can see what's going on down there, but I'm not going to, I'm very good at keeping you away from my stuff because I'm very protective of it. Um, yeah. So it's, this is weird, but I don't, I don't know what my point was. Okay. I'm done. The more personal, the more personal those feelings are, the more selective you're going to be with someone you share them with because there's that there's that vulnerability and that fear of you know hey here's my soul oh you don't like it oh i'll take it back it's it's pretty intense whereas effie it's like oh there's emotion here emotion here emotion here and there isn't that same kind of attachment to those emotions it's not your identity in a way. yeah it's interesting um so a phrase i hear from some fi users is um i know who i am like from like some of them with me i never know who i am i feel like my sense <laughs> is really nebulous. yeah i don't understand that like that for me it's hard to understand that because i know a lot of people that say the same thing joyce like you like i don't know who i am like for me that's so hard to understand like what that means <laughs> it's, it's I, I, re to me. I relate to you joyce yeah i mean obviously um yeah i don't know who i I don't know. It sounds really like immature. I don't know who I am. Like you feel like I'm 35 years old. I should know this by now. But um, because you know, in the outside world, you're you're more focused on like absorbing other people's experiences and emotions. You feel like you're kind of spread apart yeah. to an extent. And one thing you said, Shonda, is like I think when FI vent, it's more like sharing. Like I trust you and I value our relationship. So I want to share part of myself with you, which I think FE users can do that too. But with FJs, when we're venting, it's like, please help me parse through this because I don't know what to do with this mess. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like FPs, it's it's an intimacy thing. Yeah. A sign of trust and a sign of building a bond, which I think, like I said, I think FJs can build a bond through sharing feelings too, obviously. But when we're venting, it's like, I have this mess of emotions. I don't know what this means. I don't know if I can trust myself. Can you help me? Like, mm -hmm. and then if we find out, if someone were to say, "Hey, that doesn't really make sense," um, you're not seeing. It would be like, "Oh, okay." Whereas, um, you know, I'll get you, defensive. Like, if yeah. someone says it doesn't make for me, I'm gonna flare up <laughs> and be like, "Excuse me." <laughs> right. No, no. Right. And I have, um, and it, it is interesting because, like, my my oldest daughter is 14. She's definitely on the. I thought for a while she was INTP, but that's wrong. Like, she's definitely on the TEFI axis somewhere. And sh what you said about having a guard up and like not not, not really want wanting to be a mystery is something that I, I see a lot with her. And I try to do the FE thing like, hey, you look like you're, you're having a rough day. You want to talk about it? Like, how are you? I'm trying to like bring it all out. And I see that like, no, I got to I got to go sort this out on my own. And I think sometimes you know, it's friendships or relationships between FPs and FJs. It can be like, a battleground sometimes where the fj yeah. wants to be like please share with me and i don't know i can't i'm so stressed out that you're going in your room and closing the door and the fp's like please stop hounding me like i don't want to i need to be by myself to process this and it can become an area of tension and like especially like romantic relationships or family relationships where you know if you're an fj married to an fp and they're like seem like something's wrong and they go to the room and close the door it's like that's like so stressful for an FJ. 
Yeah, I agree. I wonder if there's like some projection there too. Cause like as an FJ, when people leave me to go sort out their own emotions, sometimes I can assume like, I'm like my, my own brain subconsciously is like, how can you sort out your emotions by yourself? How do you do that by yourself? You're just, you're, you're going to get nowhere. So you have to talk with me about it because then that's the only way to progress in anything. So it's a subconscious thing because you have F like, because I have FE like Susan, we, we feel distressed when people just slam a door and have to go on their own because we don't think you can sort out your emotions that way because we can't do it that way so then we instantly like we feel the urge to help it's like a giant red flashing sign and we're like oh no flashing signs going off and so cool point sean about the venting Uh, i agree with all of your points um and so with fjs when when they're sharing it's half like it's half-baked emotions so it's like in official mbti what we learn in certification is that extroverts or extroverted functions are, are kind of like they're they're showing the baking throughout the process so they're showing you when the dough the dough is raw they're putting it in and they're cooking it and they're showing you it half cooked and then they're showing you it when it's full cooked and they, but the extroverted functions are like kind of showing you as it's sorting it out but, but i feel like as a fi user um, when you do share and vent about your emotions, like there's a, like you kind of baked it to some extent, like like the cookies, like not raw when you're giving it to someone like an FE user would be like. And, and so it's pretty interesting. And third point, yeah, it's really interesting with the FI and defensiveness. And, and so I, it's like FI, it might experience defensiveness because it has something to defend. So it 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 knows who it's who it is or what it's feeling. So then, the defensiveness can only come when you're defending something, right? By nature, you can't defend nothing, right? And so, I realized that maybe like FJs don't feel defensive because they never had anything there in the beginning, and so we don't have that initial defensive reaction because we didn't spend time forming anything there, and so that that might be the difference too. You know. I- I think what I think I've noticed too is because FI can be so fully baked, um, there can be a hesitance. Oh, I'm not. That wasn't a drug reference. Just to be super clear, I mean, we're all thinking it. Nope. Um, uh, um, God, my, my my dad was a pastor, so um, if that gives you any context. Um, but FI is so fully baked, like um, you know. Um, like with, uh, you know, with, with Joyce, like Joyce is honestly one of, you might want to plug your ears, Joyce, cause I'm about to compliment you. Joyce is one of the sweetest people you ever meet. She's so compassionate. She's so genuinely interested in how you're feeling and she really wants to help you live a better life. Like she's, she's just an incredible individual like that. And it's because of that, that I notice, um, I don't want to put all my feelings on her because they're, they're fully baked and they're pretty intense. So if Joyce asks, you know, how are you feeling? And if I'm honest, not just saying what I think, not just my TE, but actually giving her my FI, it's like, wham, here you go, take it. And then especially when an FE user is so sensitive, like I, th- I think there's not only, I think the FI knows the gravity of releasing those emotions, both for themselves and how that can make them feel kind of a vulnerable, naked and, um, you know, open to being wounded if not received well, but also knowing that those emotions can be so intense that putting it on someone else can be a burden. Hmm. You don't want that stuff we guys we got, Joyce and Susan. No. It's too much. It's a lot. We're, we're smiling. Like you just want us to go in the room. Trust me, you want us to go in the room because if we drop <laughs> it on you, it's yeah. going to be bad for everybody. 
Yeah, I mean, give a, leave a punching bag and a few plates that you are willing to lose, and then we'll be fine in 15 minutes. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I also think, just like to put up an argument, that I love it when people put their really intense emotions out there for me. Uh, and, like, because my, partially because it helps me to know them better and get to that deeper layer, which is something that NI really wants to do, because NI is all about, like, let me find the the deeper layers and these these implications and these patterns. And so when we know like the real true intensity of someone's life experience or their emotions and things like that, it just helps. It means a lot. I think to me personally, it means a lot. It's like, Oh, this person trusts me. And so that means a lot to me. Um, but it also, um, it's just, it's like, Oh good. I, I have all this meaty material about this person that I can mm -hmm. analyze, which sounds really cold. <laughs> But, but in a way, it's true. It's like, so this will help me understand this person's trajectory in life, where they, the pattern of their whole life experience. Like, um, I agree. Yeah. Paul, you probably don't, I, I'm not going to speak, I can't speak for Joyce, but I'm just saying like a lot of, I think we, we want to know, I want to know people in that way. Like, I do too. Um, I don't always, I can't oh, always, like, time-wise, there's gosh. always some, like, <laughs> sometimes, like, I'll get emails that are really long from people, and I don't have time because I have five kids, but, like, but generally speaking, I want to know people on that level. That's, like, my dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's, like, knowing people intimately is a part of, like, having deep conversation, like, it, like, so the intense emotions is the FI way of showing it. But, you know, as long as it helps give a fuller, more in-depth picture of you, I, I like it. And, you know, Paul once used this way of describing me, like he called me a Russian doll. And I think that's a great way of putting like NI introverted intuition because NI is looking for that layer of Russian doll. Like you open up the Russian doll, there's a smaller Russian doll and you open that one up, there's a smaller Russian doll. And NI is trying to like get to the smallest Russian doll. And like with everything mm -hmm. I see, I'm kind of like, what does this really mean? Like, I don't know, I look at the ocean and I don't see the ocean. I start immediately going in my head and I go like, what does this mean? And I'm like, brain. <laughs> no, that's like, I think because the combination of N-I-F-E is like, let me, it wants to know like the deepest underlying level of yeah. what someone, who they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah. I, um. I had a place I was going with that and then I forgot what it was. But yeah, so when we meet people, we don't just see what they're saying. It's like, why did they say that? Why did they say, what made them go here to say this? And that's what the NI is doing all the time is we see something and the NI is like, but why? And there's next thing, but why? And then it keeps going, going, going. So yeah. when people hand us like their life story or, um, you know, tell us about like, you know, their emotional experience or things like that, it's like, it's like a Christmas present. It's like it is, it's it is. a whole bunch of, of, of like Russian doll things. You got to the you know deeper level or uh, the smaller Russian doll inside the bigger one, and um, it's just really it it means so much to us. I think and it's yeah. not saying Susan and I wouldn't share. Like I get that, and it's like so for me though. Like my my circle is like five people that I trust kind of deep. So it's very hard to get into my little circle. Yeah. Um, but when you are that, again, I know that if I would like care for my 
like FI or FE, you know, FE would care for my FI to where I, if I trusted you would fit in that circle, I would give it to you um, mm -hmm. and understand that you're going to be cautious with it in a sense. Um, not everybody with FE, but it's just, I'm not <laughs> against it. I just, it's, I don't know. You just have to fit in my circle. And then yes, I will dump everything. Cause I think just INFJs and IFPs, we just have a deep fascination with people and also yeah. why we're heavily all over the MBTI stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of types that aren't on this stuff because I've pitched, you know, plenty of this stuff to other people and they're just like, Oh, that's cool. And then you never, they never talk about it again with us. We have such an intrigue with, you know, with us, especially just trying to understand ourselves more. You guys are mm -hmm. trying to understand people more, but we're all mm -hmm. trying to do it in a different way. We're like, when I go, yeah. like, like when I, when I go dive into all my people, I greet, you know, they're not my circle, my daily interactions. I, I really want to go on that deeper level and then really just yeah. get a peek in there. And then I get mm -hmm. a peek and kind of have a deep understanding, which really excites yeah. me. And I get, that's what I crave. Like you said, you, yeah. you crave, that's your dream is someone handing you this thing. So like with me, I yeah. go, I go get it myself. Um, and then I move on mm -hmm. to the yeah. next one. And I'm like, let me go learn about this person. Cause it's, it, people are just intriguing. Everyone's different. Me and Paul, <laughs> we're different. Like it's just, it's yeah. intriguing to peer down there. And so if you yeah. guys aren't that good at necessarily, I don't know. Well, like if we hand it to you, then you can totally unravel it all uh, and just do your thing with it. So it, it's all cool to me, really. Yeah, yeah. Our shared temperament, you know, the idealists, the NFs, yeah. you know, our top two functions are both an intuitive and feeling function. And it causes us to want depth in human relationships. And that's mm -hmm. something like we all share mm -hmm. and with such intensity. So, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Hi. Nice to meet you. Show me your soul, please. I know it's been five. It's been five minutes since we met each other. So what's the one thing you need to do in order to die happy? Go. I'll set the clock. Like, it's just yeah. nice to be able to get in there, whether it's from NI or FI or yeah. uh, it's just that yeah. desire to go deeper into that, into that uh -huh. individual's, individual's mind to know them in a way that's not superficial. We got to tread cautiously or else we're going to scare them. So that's the whole trick oh, you got to mask or else they're not going to let you peer into the soul. <laughs> but isn't that kind of fun to find out if they're oh, going to react that way? Yeah, well, that's how you get a sense of the person initially is do they freak out when you try to go deep? But then they, they close down and you never get to get past that first surface small talk layer. And that's not the point, Paul. You want to trick them. There's more you people. You want to get down there because there's good stuff on the bottom layer. I promise. It's oh, fantastic. That's, that's hilarious. Really do you know that list, um, 36 questions that lead to love or something? It's something like yeah. an amount of questions that lead to love. And they go like, yeah. I don't know, like, if you were to die tomorrow, like who who would you want at your dinner party or something? And I'm like, this is like stuff like NFs just like to ask in general. Like <laughs> they just want conversation. to like, talk about that. They, they don't want yeah. your surface layer or your superficial. Like they want to peer beyond the face value as quickly as socially acceptably. And <laughs> they feel the most satisfied when they're connecting with the abstract concept that is you and not the, not yeah. the physical you. And so, yeah, we all share that. <laughs> it's so funny because like, have any of you ever heard of the ungame? Probably not. Anyway, it's a game that's all deep questions. Oh. And um, it's just like a big stack of cards. And I love playing it. And I, my, me and my best friend, she's actually ENTP, but she loves playing it too. And um, I married, I got married to my ESTP husband. I was like, oh, we should play the ungame. I never really get through like a couple of questions. And he's like, what's the point of this? Like, <laughs> This isn't a game at all. <laughs> and it is that actually and a thing? It's actually a game? It's not a game. It's just a bunch of questions. It's like, it's called the ungame, so but that's the whole point is it's not a game. Amazing. It's just a bunch of questions. And um, it's so funny oh, because man. like, 
I've tried since then playing it with some other types and everyone's just like, what? Why are you, this is no point. Like, why are we doing this? And, and, um, just and you talking about how NFs really want to ask those deep questions. And yeah. it just made me think of me, my like hopeless attempts at playing that game. <laughs> I thought we should have like a YouTube channel where we just literally play the ungame with different types. That should be the but, sequel to this video is we yeah. play the ungame for like three hours. I love that. That's my goal to like trick people into playing the ungame by coming <laughs> Let's talk about functions, but I'm really trying to talk about you and get you to it's, it's a trick. <laughs> And so <laughs> it's pretty funny. I used to be in a group with just NFs. The words that they would use all the time is like emotionally naked or like it's it's more of an FI thing, but I think it's also generally NF thing too. And it's like, um, you know, Denzel Mensah and ENFJ, he likes the concept of nuanced nudity. And it's not actually nudity, like showing the abstract concept of you to someone else and then having yeah. that fully really embraced. And like yeah. NFs when they're together in a group, the things they'll talk about is like, deep like these um i don't know deep esoteric topics and like how do you create emotional vulnerability and you know there's talk about Brene brown because then nfs are like how do we create vulnerability and then, <laughs> and then it'll go into like yeah how do we create more emotionally naked relationships where people feel okay being like themselves and sharing with themselves yeah. and so nfs feel most fulfilled when they can connect with you you know and not a surface you it's yeah. very true. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, another topic I want to bring up for us to discuss is detachment. So how do our types deal with detachment? When do you guys feel detached in general? What do you mean with detachment, Joyce? Like it's just um so what I was going for that is I think INFJs have a natural detachment to them and just how they go in, in viewing things. Cause although INFJs they care a lot, they they care with this layer of detachment, like, you know, it's like Susan talks about a thousand stories uh, away. Like they're, it's like when they're analyzing something, it feels like they're analyzing it from 10,000 feet above, or it feels like they're like when INFJs analyze things, they're actually kind of there. There's this space of detachment. And I was wondering if INFPs ever feel detached or if this could be like a differentiation. Cause I think all INFJs have like a detached like side of them. If that makes any sense. <laughs> I, I also hope I'm not boring you, Sean. <laughs> no, 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 I just, no, I'm intensely listening, but like I, I'm not always conscious of my outer surface. So if I look like I'm like completely not in tune, I'm like super in tune. I just, my, I can't con always control my outside. Oh, it's okay. Uh, totally. No, no, I'm not bored at all. It's just, I'm completely listening to all you guys. I'm sorry. Cool. I'll look oh, okay. more engaged. I'll, I'll no, start that's, bouncing. That's your attempted no, you, don't have to. you don't have to. I just, I don't know. I'm just FE checking in with you. Um, oh, yeah, no, I'm good. So, mm -hmm. Okay. And awesome. So great chat so far. My next question for all of you is, do you guys experience detachment? If so, can you describe your experience of it in, in any way you want? I think that, um, you and Joyce, you were talking about before we, I think NI introvert intuition is not especially, um, I guess I like to think of it as like you're standing on a cliff and you're looking down at everything that you've, all the information you've absorbed because it's a perceiving function and you're trying to understand the ripple effects of everything that's happening. 
Um, and there's a certain amount of, even though you can be very like personally tied to your vision, like there's a certain amount of detachment in um, kind of intellectualizing or understanding the big picture and what's happening. It's not necessarily a warm function. And sometimes some of the way I experience this as a mom with a lot of kids at home is I'm in FE mode a lot. Um, at home, you know, I've got seven people in my house most of the time. And so I very much interact in this warm, fuzzy mom type place. Um, but as soon as possible, <laughs> after the kids are in bed, or after when I can turn that off, it's like, do I mean, I might, I might be sorting through if there's something going on with somebody that I'm worried about or something like what we talked about before, whereas if someone's upset, we can't relax. Um, but if everyone's good and then I get to a very like detached analytical yeah. side of myself where it's just more like NITI and I, and it's like, I'm so glad to power down the FE. It's like, yay, I can turn that off now. And, um, and I just want to like think and process and get into my introverted space um and then if someone expects me to give fe like in that front period you know late at night when it's like oh no i have to turn that on again i have to reattach myself to the outside world um and there's a part of me that struggles to you know do that um i don't know if that's what you, i hope that's what kind of you meant by detachment um I think sometimes sometimes FJs can appear very warm on the outside. Yes. And we do want to be warm and we can be very warm. But there are times when if we aren't feeling that connection with somebody or if we don't, like we can be warm, but we're actually much more like detached and analytical than we're showing. Mm. We get to, into an FE kind of like autopilot. Um but inside we're very detached. Like we could be saying, oh, I'm so sorry that you're going through such and such. But inside we're like, well, your TI is like, the reason that that happened is X, Y, and Z. And you really shouldn't be upset. Because uh, I think TI yeah. is a lot, I think the tertiary function is a lot more powerful than I think a lot of typologists give it credit for. Um, and I so I think a lot of times the internal world of the INFJ can be way more critical um, and just, uh, noticing all these logical inconsistencies, then people realize because we're we're not like FE autopilot. Yeah, thing. not that we're always like that. Just like sometimes. Yeah, totally, and a hundred percent agree with everything you said. Like with INFJs, like I normally get commentary that I'm I'm warm. So there's a saying that INFJs are warm on the outside, but inside they're detached and analytical because the TI is what's inside. Whereas like with the INFP, like they might seem cold on the outside, but the inside they're warm. So the INFPs are warm inside. But that's what I was saying, Joyce, when you were saying that I'm you're boring me or something like that. That was a prime example because <laughs> I'm not really bored. I'm totally like vibing this whole thing. But like on the outside, I know that's what happens because people commonly say like, I need to smile more or like you need to cheer up. And I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm like, this is like the happiest day of my week. <laughs> but yet someone sees something because I'm walking yeah. through a hallway and it's like my face shows otherwise, but my inner self is like on like the highest cloud ever. 
But and then it gets me mad because then someone judged me like they ruined my day by saying that I'm having a bad day. I'm like, what? Mm. And then I get all mad, and then it's just all bad. And it doesn't make any sense. But so that I'm sorry to jump in, but so that does that anger INFPs if we're like, what's wrong? And there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah, I do that, wrong. and I. It's, it's frustration. It's our fault. I mean, if we don't show it on the outside or we give you guys any heads up or tell you, like, it's our fault. We, we create that. But, like, if someone really does make a judgment and it's wrong with how I'm actually feeling inside, then I will I will jump at it really fast and just kind of get defensive. I, and I'm the older I get, I can manage that. I'm not, like, some crazy, like, just I'll snap at you. So I, I, I can understand and really step back and be like, yeah, but they're probably right because you weren't showing them that. But it's commonly like when I get someone just, I'm just sitting there completely enjoying my day and someone comes in and just says, whoa, you, what's wrong with you? Why don't you try to smile some more, buddy? Oh. Like when I get that comment, that is the thing that will flip me off like the most, like fastest way yeah. is I get so irritated and it's just, it's it's weird, but that's, yeah. So I don't know. If someone goes into an INFP and says, oh, are you pissed off? Well, they probably are now, right? Yeah. Mm. There's that, exactly. that, that assumption. Uh, of a particular emotion and there's a there's a difference between asking oh you seem upset what's wrong versus oh gosh what's wrong now they're very different <laughs> um, okay right? i mean like fi is not is not completely socially oblivious like we i think uh, F, like fi doms we can tell that nuance so it's the i think the intention matters uh when when asking like do they genuinely want to know if they genuinely want to know then maybe we can engage in that conversation. But when they, when they, when it's more of a matter of business or like problem management, it just seems mm -hmm. like it, it can be frustrating because we take our, those feelings seriously. And when we see others don't, it seems like and it's something we don't want to engage in. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I tend to do that a lot. I not not go up and say, "Why aren't you smiling?" Or you know, "Why are you upset?" Not like that. But I, if I, I'm always like looking at people's facial expressions and like if they yeah. seem like. I'll be like, is everything okay? Like, is something wrong? You know, and it drives like the FI users I know crazy. <laughs> and so it's like one of those things I'm always like, I, there is an element of like, um, I think when we don't, like, it's not a minefield. It's not a minefield. It's just like, when we don't, when people don't know about personality, it is really like a maze. You're like, why did this thing upset yeah. this person? And everyone's thinking, why did this thing upset this person? <clears throat> and so that's why it's so valuable is even just talking to you guys. I'm like, Okay, so because usually if I ask like, "Hey, are you okay? Is everything all right?" Like, I really genuinely want to know and and, and everything, yeah. but I tend to do it too much, <laughs> and and I know that it's nice to it's good to hear like, "Hey, that's like, you know, a, can can be a bothersome thing." But what do you do? Um, stop? I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's not like you, you don't <laughs> stop. Like looking at that. So it's kind of just a between like INFJs and P's. It's like. I just, it's one of those things. It's a crapshoot, really. It's just like, what do you do? It's like, okay, it's like a guessing game, and I, we set you guys up to fail, like, like a lot. I'm telling, I know I do that. Like, I just don't give you enough information, but it, I, I also don't want you to stop trying to help people either. So it's like, it's weird. You, I mean, yeah, we don't ever, we should never be in a relationship, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's married, so that that kind of works out. No, no, I know. What I'm just saying it's just like that kind of thing. It's not that any type, no, you know. Of and I think there's plenty of positives with <clears throat> INFJs and INFPs and things like that with, you know, differences and whatnot, but, yeah. uh, you know, opposites attract thing, but still it's just not, that is something that I know would come into the relationship 
It's just we're very private. You guys are very open and forward, and it's just this battle of yeah. like a magnet going the other way. Uh, so I don't know. But everyone can come to the fire. Yeah. I think us we, FIU just could probably do well with having people to ask us what's going on and have the safe sometime. space to do that. Yeah, yeah we need so – if, so if, <laughs> if we're left with our brains for too long, we're going to start self-destructing ourselves. So if an FE user comes in there and pulls us out, sometimes – I'm a lot of times I'm appreciative yeah. of an FE Not all the yeah. time, but, like, a lot of times I'm like, thank you for rescuing me because I was, like, on a spiral <laughs> out of control. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I what I call FE is like if if you look at the ocean, FE is the one like on the top of the ocean maneuvering the waves of, of motions, yeah. and then the FI is underwater. It is with the depths of emotion, but if it stays there too long, it's like holding its breath underwater. And then like as an FE user, sometimes when I look at FI users, I'm like it concerns me because I see them underwater, and they're like I'm not, they're not breathing, they're not breathing, they're underwater. <laughs> like because wow. it kind of feels like um, I don't know what's happening. Cause, cause yeah. if I were in your shoes, that that's kind of like suicide. So it's projection, right? The FE user will project their own, their own mental space onto someone else. And Paul, we actually had um, an FI FE moment before. So there's a moment where you, you told me that, like you think your emotions are way more obvious than they are. So you think that yeah. you're, you're showing your emotions way more than you are. Um, I, I, I've just kind of realized over time <clears throat> that People tell me like I, I never actually tell them what I'm what I'm feeling, and probably because I've had good experience where that hasn't worked out so well. So I'm like I've kind of learned to not share it. But um, yeah, what is an indication to me that someone is an FI user is when they say like my emotions. I, I thought it was obvious to the other person, but it was like a complete mystery to the other person. Oh, and I was yeah. like, yeah, that I hear that a lot from FI users, and it's a common trend. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's awesome. That's beautiful. So, Yes. And, and so to end off everything, I, I was wondering if we could like maybe speed round and like just name off some things, like some differences we know, like off the bat, like any of them. We'll just go popcorn style. INFJ is a telepath. INFP is a power mimic. Boom. In fiction, so character, telepath is someone who can read minds. And then in the other characters in fiction, uh, like Rogue from the X-Men is a good example. She actually touches another mutant or any other human and she kind of she takes on their abilities herself. So she actually like kind of becomes that person and takes on that form. So INFJ is like, you know, looking around, what's everyone's feeling? Oh, I see someone's mind there. Dive. And then an INFP sort of connects to that person, relates to them, imagines that similar experience, and then from there starts to understand the person. And I guess INFPs can, can be noticed by their wordplay, you know, some of them, some of them, you know, seeing We like Sean, to have pun, we definitely do. Yeah, like Sean has punny <laughs> shirts, you know, Paul has punny words. Some some INFPs, not all are, they, even when they talk, it's kind of poetic, not all, but there's a subsection of INFP that's poetic, like Paul. <laughs> and- When Sean any, talks, I'm just entranced. No, but I'm not poetic. I know what Joyce is talking about because it is a lot of INFPs just play on words, and it's just like even me, I'm mesmerized when I watch them, and like in how they write, it's like so like Shakespearean and all this weird stuff. So like I'm like intrigued with that because I'm like, how do you do that? So like that because me, I'm just it just comes out and it's a mess, and I know that I because I make up my own words. Like pretty much every video I have, nice. I made up my own word by merging two together accidentally uh, because I have I don't know dyslexia when I talk. Um, but I just talk really, really fast and because I get excited. <laughs> uh, but like, again, trying to articulate 
what's clear in my brain, the six inches down in my mouth, it's that road is <laughs> not going to always pan out. Like it just, yeah. it just, whatever comes out, I'm going to even surprise myself. So like when I go back and edit my videos and watch myself back, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like it just, it doesn't, I don't know. It, it's weird. But, yeah. Uh, I, um, so like, I'm, I don't know where, uh, so the, the, the rogue thing with the X-Men or whatever. And just like, so that tells me like FE, I mean, that's how I vision it. But FE is more of a body language type thing, right? Like where you're kind of observing the outer side to get it. Like, right, Susan, Joyce, is it more yeah. of like a body language reading? It's because the present moment, and that would also include body language. But like, so, but I'm saying, how would you, if, if it's an INFP whose goal is to be mysterious, and obviously we don't show our outer self, like, because again, all the smiling comments that I get commonly, um, if we're not, if we're not letting you see that, how in the world do you do your thing? Like, don't we make it, are we like a frustrating to you guys? Yeah. <laughs> how do you do it? <laughs> it's kind of like we're trying to make an emotional equation, like of how you're feeling, but we, we're missing this piece mm -hmm. of information. And we're like, okay, I need some emotional data from Sean, but then I, how do I understand what he's feeling? If he's not like telling me. So, but yeah. Like with FE, I remember my ESFJ coworker, how she described it as an ESFJ she said like she'll listen on the phone and she'll hear someone's voice and hear their tone or something anything like FE is looking for anything that gives away mm -hmm. emotional information and so but if you don't give us it and I for me I feel kind of distressed like I'm doing something wrong but it's yeah. maybe a me thing too and I think we pick up like our whole lives like if you're an FJ your whole entire life you constantly picking them on this body language means that this yeah. tone of voice means that these kinds of words get bring that impression or that impression. We yeah. pick up on the cause and effect of like interactions with people mm -hmm. and we memorize it like a lot. So that like, if you're an FJ kid and you know, you say something tactless and you get a response that you didn't want, you're going to log it as like, never say this thing. Um, that's going to, you know, and you're just constantly collecting, even though I know we talked about introverted functions being memory, but I think FE is also like, you're constantly like collecting like the cause and effect of various emotional or personal interactions right. with people so that, you know, if you've had a lot of experience with when someone's quiet on the phone and they're giving one word responses, that means they're, they don't like you. Yeah. Sometimes it can make you like, if you're dealing with a type you've never dealt with before, you can be like, Oh, this person just doesn't like me. They're, I've, you know, made them upset or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it may just be that they're just processing what you said and they're just, you know, I do yeah. think FI users like IFPs can be very confusing um, yeah. because yeah, if they are keeping that emotional world locked down or hidden inside, it can feel like rejection sometimes to an FJ. Like, mm. Oh, you don't trust me to share. It can feel like you don't trust you. It can feel like a lack of trust or um, it just feels like, Oh, maybe they, they don't like me or something. Yeah. <laughs> I relate, Susan, and, and you're right. Uh, so my theory on that is that like FE will collect that like that present information, but the NI and SI will store the long-term cause and effect. So yeah. the NI or SI is like, okay, this leads to this, leads to this, but NI is more of a vague holistic ripple effect of cause and effect that uh, in the long term that it stores. Well, SI is, has more concrete ties to the cause and effect. And, and, and so I completely agree. And like FJs totally store the reactions of people so they can calibrate themselves to, mm -hmm. to socially maneuver the world. 
and to actually interpret the world and so that they can organize themselves to make the best emotional and social outcomes that they can, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and so another difference between INFP and INFJ is that INFPs sometimes are jack of all trades, whereas mm -hmm. INFJs are not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, someone say that uh, INFPs are just really bad at making choices, but I really appreciate that positive spin on it. Um, it's the uh, uh, some term that's been used. Uh, was it um, Emily Wapnick? Um, she wrote a book called How to Be Everything and speaks of the multipotentialite, um, the person who who <clears throat> tends to have multiple interests and multiple inclinations. I mean, of course, it's like it's more dispersed um, those competencies, but yeah, the INFP is like, oh, I want to do this. I want to try this. I want to be able to do this. I want to do this. Whereas the INFJ can like focus. A little more. Yeah, yeah. Like with Susan, her website, she's been doing it yeah. like for five, six years. It's kind of like INFJs just kind of stick with a trajectory if it's the right yeah. trajectory. But they tend to not be scattered, like right. so yeah. with NE or SE. Like they tend to have a more jack of all trades, broad approach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that's a way you can tell them apart too. Any other small points before we we leave off? I think uh, INFPs have a stronger sense of knowing who they are. Yes. Don't need, mm -hmm. uh, whereas FJs are more social chameleons yeah. <laughs> and can struggle yeah. to know who they are a little mm -hmm. bit more. Um, yeah. They're more changeable, seems like. Oh yeah, Jump, jumping onto the surface of the moon is more likely than actually fully understanding an INFJ. It is, <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, it's, it's exciting, it's rewarding, but it is so freaking difficult. Mm -hmm. But you just mm -hmm. got to ask the right questions. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's another thing I've noticed about INFPs and ISFPs, actually, is that they're really good at asking good questions. Um, because mm -hmm. FE sometimes feels like it's got to be so polite and like, yeah. and like tiptoe with people until we know mm -hmm. if they're comfortable with the direct questions. And I've noticed with right. FPs, they will ask much more direct personal questions, not Mm -hmm. all the time but that to to an fj it can seem like wow that was a really direct question i kind of like that but we have to like feel it out how how what's this person's comfort zone and sometimes that can go on for quite a while before we feel comfortable asking those kind of questions but generally for like for us like i know when i speak i mean not on here because i won't shut up when i get my rants but like if i'm out in public or whatever like if i say something if i'm in a meeting with like 20 people in the room like I, my goal is not to say anything, but like if I say something, a sentence, it's I probably thought about that one sentence or thought for like the last three weeks. I thought mm -hmm. about every little possible good plus bad. Every I, I, I waste so much time thinking of stuff that sometimes I never even say, but it's like I'm always thinking of that. So when I do, when something comes out of my mouth and people disregard it, like it's 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 not like I just thought of it. It's like mm -hmm. it was super yeah. planned. And like, so it comes off as it's like yeah. it was direct, but it's also super polished where yeah. we're going to try to avoid all the conflict. Like everything with it is just a very <laughs> polished sentence. It's not an in the now because I do that with everything. I just, I, I want to, I don't like structure yeah. again. Like I don't, I don't like to be put in a like structured, confined micromanagement. I don't like that. But like when it comes to the things I do say and try to avoid conflict and, you know, just really have time to process, if you put me on the spot, it's, it's not going to be good. But if it is something I feel like can really benefit the group or whatever, if I say it, it's very important. You should probably listen to it. It doesn't mean you have to agree to it or whatever, but whatever I said, it has a lot of thought behind it. 
And that's why I yeah. think, Susan, you can kind of catch it is it's more like, wow, that's a good, that's a quality sentence or a question. But it's because generally we think about it for weeks. Well, that's what I do. I just, I waste way too yeah. much time thinking about something. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It seems random, but we've actually, it's actually like if, if that piece has a really dumb joke, you think that just came off the top of their head? No, it's bad, but they thought about it for a long time. Right. Yeah. It's, um, like there's a lot of that processing. There, there is that careful attention to what you communicate and to what you ask as well. Uh-huh. And, and that's the mark of an introvert. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I find with, with me and the, the deep questions. So the ideal is like, sometimes I will get bored and I'll ask like, um, so, so what is, you know, important to you or something? Um, but I realized like I, I, w- I want to ask deep questions, but sometimes mm-hmm. what happens to become the reality is that I- I've been frustrated because I've had um, an INTV friend for a while. And like, I wish that I would bring up more deep topics for us to talk about because I, I feel like our conversation a little more superficial than I'd like it to be. But also at the same time, I realized my FE, sometimes it, it, it accidentally leaves things at a social nicety, even when I wanted to go deeper. Although I've gotten better at that as I've aged and to be able to ask like questions that are more fulfilling to me, even if I'm afraid that the other person might, might not take it. Any last thoughts before we end the panel? Um, probably the whole structure thing you mentioned, Sean. I don't know if we touched on that a whole lot, but INFJs tend to be more like, here's my vision. Let me strategize the exact way to get to that. Um, and INFPs, I think, are are less structured in that way. Like they might have really great visions and ideas, but it's more like branched out as opposed to a singular line. Yes. Yeah. There's the a saying like Heidi Pareve has an article differentiating INFP and INFJ. And when she She's talks great. about, yeah, she talks about how INFPs are idealistic planners and INFJs are, are realistic planners. And what he, she means by this is that like NE will come up with like and branch off and invent the future in different ways with the NE invented in different ways. Well, the INFJ has a more realistic or or, or even like practical approach. And it's kind of like down to earth with funneling it d- down a certain like path that is um, more about knowing the future. Like INFJs, like she said, is about knowing the future. And then like INFPs is about inventing the future. And that's how she put it. Yeah, if you give me black and white on paper, step-by-step step, and all this stuff, like with you guys, you know, you, know, I, you, know, you just create that path for you guys. Like if I get that, I'm so bored. Like that, I am mm-hmm. bored out of my mind and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I want to be scared. I want to go down the unknown and I want to really just use all that and just formulate my own path as I go. Um, but yeah, it's like when I get one track mind or one project or whatever, I, I just get bored quick. I'm just like, okay, because I visualize it, the future of it and I kind of exercise everything that kind of comes with it in my head. And then typically I never get to the finish line because I'm just like, okay, I already went down there and now I want to do something else. Um, but yeah, I don't, but I, I envy people that can get on that one track path. So like for me, like YouTube, a year and a half or whatever, I've been doing this. It's like, this is the longest I've ever stuck to any kind of creative like project ever in my whole life. Like, cause everything's been way less than this. I dabble. I do things like this. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, like 20 things a year. Um, but this is so cool to me because I just keep getting drawn back to it. And I'm just like, man, this is pretty neat. So I, I like the fact that I'm actually keep on doing something because generally I just give up because of my boredom and just like, I don't want that path, but I, YouTube, it provides, you know, different videos and you can just keep changing things up and just kind of, so I like it, but anyway, yeah. 
that that is a really good point like infps tend to dabble between interests so my infp friend will tell me he'll rotate between interests like i don't know he does photography he does typology he does psychology <laughs> when he gets bored of one sometimes he'll go to another and then he'll his love for the other thing will come back and then he'll go back to that thing that he loved mm -hmm. so infps have a more habit of dabbling whereas infjs just kind of like commit like they just they're okay like they don't get bored as easily so i see like infjs as being very gritty with sticking to one path because they they kind of see like judges they're kind of like mbti calls it they're in for the outcome so like if you don't stick to one thing long enough the infj will start to get anxiety because you're not building towards an outcome whereas like perceivers are not really working towards an outcome all the time like they're more about enjoying the process yeah. yeah, you guys have more of a chance to be like a master expert at something than we do. Not saying we yeah. can't be a very good person yeah. doing whatever we're doing. Uh, you can, we can, INFPs can do that, but like you guys just have a better chance to really master something like than we do generally, yeah. just with that whole bouncing around that we do. Well, I do think also like NFPs, uh, one thing, because you're driven by your inspiration. And so, in different, when you do something, there's a lot of inspiration behind yeah. it. Yes. So, one thing I've noticed is like a, a difference between like my style of writing versus NFP style of writing is mine's like, okay, I guess I'm working on this today because this makes sense with, with my strategy to write this particular article based on my keyword research mm -hmm. and, you know, or whatever. Um, whereas an NFP, because they write when they're inspired by it, their writing is like, really powerful yes so even if like say i i don't know i know how to make a business okay because that's what i've done my for a long time is like help people with that um i i know what to do to a certain extent but like an nfp like when they they can write like one piece of content and it could like change the whole world not that an nfj couldn't do that okay i'm not saying you can't but like there's so much power behind an um, like emotional resonance behind what NFPs put out in the world because they don't just do it because they had to and because it was part of the plan. They do it because the moment of inspiration struck and there's a lot of emotion and feeling behind it. So. Every single video I do since like maybe video three, uh, every single one has been a video triggered by that week. So like, I don't have a bucket list. Like I think a lot of people have structure and like, I'm going to do this. Cause I started making a list of topics, but I have like 50 things in there from when I first started YouTube. I only got to like three of them. And then ever since I don't ever do those topics. It's just like literally every video I pump out is because I read an article on psychology junkie or, you know, or something like that, that I trigger something in me. And then I just, I want to go talk about that now. And then, so I might think about it for a day or something just to kind of make sure I'm not like crazy. Uh, but then I go do that. And that for me flows better because I, I just I cannot if if I have an idea from last week, um, I'll entertain that whole idea in my head. But by the time it comes to video time, I lost that inspiration or, emotion. you know, it's like I moved on to something else that inspired me. And I want to talk about that now. Um, so literally how I make my videos is literally just week to week. Right now, I have zero idea what my next video is. It's just going to be like, like two days from now. I'm going to get inspired somehow. And then I just talk about whatever. And that's just kind of how it it works for me that better that way. Yeah, there's some sort of magic to your videos, Sean, because of that. Like um, when I saw your videos on your channel, I'm like, okay, um, INFPs are my favorite type now. <laughs> I was like, cause your, your videos are so like, like they have a magic to them because you do them when you're inspired and when your heart is into it. And I, there's that's something you cannot manufacture, you know, and there's something really, really beautiful about that. And like, there's a certain, a certain type of whimsical, like, sort of 
inspiration that led to like this genuine creation that you make and that you I like I told you before like you can kind of feel your character through the screen yeah. and I'm like you don't feel that with many videos <laughs> with your videos as an INFP you're able to because you do it when you feel in it like people can feel you in it more because it's so much more genuine raw and un unfiltered and relatable mm -hmm. and and it makes it engaging because of that and that's just how it, it is it flows better i've tried and i understand purposes of scripts and like making your points and stuff like that because videos it's it's good to get all your points out but for me i just find that i gotta sacrifice some points and just go with it because i cannot just read something or like just I, it has to be that inspiration that's what i mean so like that's why i kind of a big reason for my channel is kind of softly trying to encourage infps to come out and be more vulnerable because i know if they do find something that's passionate or they're inspired they can be intense and just completely raw and just honest and just it, it comes but it's few and far between because again we're we're our goal is to stay a mystery and you know but again, for me, I did that for most of my life. And so now I'm kind of at the older stage where I just want to start screaming everything because it's more it's it's like a therapy session where I get it out. And like, it's just I there's a lot. Of, I don't know, but it's just I like it. I like it. So I'm going to, you know, yeah, Sean, when I, when I watch your videos, I they're because they're so raw because they have this passion. I kind of the, the when the video's over, <clears throat> it's very easy to just sit back and kind of take it in, really absorb those feelings and go, wow, you know, I feel like I can live today and the next day better because they sort of process that. And I think our types, they get along. I think they're so powerful together. Um, you know, the, the INFP with the, with the somewhat balanced ME and SI, they can, you know, is a plan going as it is uh, not really. Okay. We can adapt here kind of temporally the, and the, the FETI kind of balance. There's a bit more of a flexibility in terms of, um, I want to say social flexibility. Like, like, yeah, I can give people a little what they want, but also stick to this truth. It's not too big a deal. They can play that social game, but when they're together, the NI has that vision and the dedication to see it through. And with the FI, it ensures that the conscience is never lost along that journey. You know, so having both together is so is so wonderful uh, whether whether it's in the same project or just all together because if we are just trying to achieve some kind of vision we also have to be able to ask what for and if we're trying to think about like the, the just cause we want to fight for in the world then we have to ask how the heck are we going to get it done and so you know INFP and INFJ it's a it's a dream team I've got a comment before that says like, you know, th th this INFP scares that person or whatever. And like, when I listen to you, Paul, I'm just like, I don't know, man, you like draw me in. <laughs> like, I'm just like this guy. Well, you too, man. It's fantastic. The way, you talk, though, the way you talk is just like, what in the world is happening right now? So I don't know. <laughs> anyway, good. Yeah. Well, I loved, but I, I, I love your insight and I love your energy, man. Honestly, it's, it's a different kind of draw, but it's <clears throat> the sense of like, you know, I don't know whether I have a, super philosophical discussion with Sean or just play a game to catch either way. We'd have a great time kind of thing. Yeah. It's just, it's some kind of emotional resonance. And that's so, that's why your videos are so, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your videos are very powerful, Sean. It, you don't have to keep talking about Sean. Just talk about someone else. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But yeah, for sure. And, and so thank you everyone for coming on this panel. I really appreciated having you guys on. Susan Storm, I love your website, Psychology Junction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have, 
<laughs> you have <laughs> test, online tests that people can take for free and it's pretty solid. I really like it. Um, and I love you. your articles, Susan, and you're oh just a God. great friend too. Like being around you warms me as a human being. So thank you for being like the warmer of, of my life. <laughs> I don't oh, know. You guys are way too nice. <laughs> no, your, yeah. your stuff is so, so good. It's so thought out. It's so beautifully put. It's so, it's so insightful. My goodness. Um, the, the, um, the articles on the um, the the neuroscience. Um, mm -hmm. I've gone over I've gone over those like ten times. Even though I've read his book several times, the way you put it, <laughs> the way you put everything, it's just it's so good to. Uh, I don't know. It's it's stuff that takes what's otherwise would still very complex and abstract, but you can take it away and um, really I don't know just understand it in such a like so much more succinctly and so much oh, more with so much more clear. Not maybe not saying it's clarity clarity it's yeah it's amazing. amazing thank you so much i i'm so excited to see more of what you guys are all doing um and i feel bad because my kids are like crying in the background i don't know if you can hear it in the oh, oh it's video. okay yeah, it, it, it's, uh... <laughs> I, yeah there's like all this screaming going on upstairs. i don't know i have a toddler so there's it's always it's totally okay. Yeah. 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 To mention toddlers, Susan has parenting courses on her site too. Ooh. And she, she specializes with, you know, kids and and parenting and type. So just to mention kids. And also, thank you, Sean, for coming on too. Your videos are very well authentic, fun to watch, and you keep people very entertained because you have yeah. a certain ability to resonate with your audience and just like it, it is so 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 impactful and i'm so glad that you're on here you know it was fun uh, yeah, I'm, I, I love these kind of collabs it's great to like kind of get you know kind of intermingle all the you know channels and things like that so i love it so i appreciate the invite and it was super fun so like you guys are all cool in my book <laughs> <laughs> yeah Same here. thank you yeah and paul thank you for coming on to your infp yeah. self you are able to poetically articulate things in a way that captivates who's listening. And I can't wait to, you know, work with you on the website that we're creating together, you know, dynamic archetypes, you know, see what the yeah. INF, INFJs can create together. Will it be a chain web? Which is Will a it lot. <laughs> It'll be amazing. Thanks. Thanks for taking this, this chance on me. I'm really excited to, to do more stuff with you. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. So yeah, dynamic archetypes coming soon this year. And, and so, yeah. Thank you everyone for watching this video. I hope that you learned a little bit more about INFJs and INFPs from this. And thank you lovely guests for coming on. <laughs> I'll see thank you all. You. Bye, Bye listeners, all. I love you more. <laughs> <laughs>
getting all nervous. Let's do it. Priceless. Oh, I can't. I'm gonna what? laugh. No, I'm gonna laugh. No, stop looking at me because I'm gonna make you laugh. <laughs> don't look at me. I can't stop grinning. I'm gonna stop. Okay, I'm good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. <laughs>